Okay, so I want to talk about 5-5. Five five. Okay. We don't have to talk about the Gilmount stuff yet if you want to. I don't know what all you got to. So first of all, what did you get to out of the content that's been released? Well, I got a Gilgal, uh, 25 million and 50 million. Like that was exciting to yeah. see because I think that's also a really good starting point. Uh, these, these vendors, different mounts and just one each. So I'm hoping that this is a cadence and yeah. I hope they go ridiculous. I hope it just blows people away that in this, like this time next year, everybody's like, Oh, you know, <laughs> remember when they were only 50, man, 50 million, what a drop. <laughs> 75, 100, 125, 150, 175. I'm going to make a, I'm to gonna make a prediction. I'm going to make a prediction. Uh, as much as people think that we do this for the money. Um, I think we're going to get inundated uh, within the next couple of months with gill sellers because people came to us, especially as we we're getting started. Like, will you tell us people about this site that it, I was like, no, like we're not. It's no. not what we're here to do. No. And uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to bet that we're going to get five uh, emails asking us to like s tell people about gill selling within the next five months. Five for five, one a month. That's my prediction. Five months. Okay, let's let's make it an easier date to remind ourselves of. Okay, Endwalker, six months? Endwalker launch day. Okay. You're taking five? Yeah. So is my choice the under or the over there? It's up to you. One million gill on the line. Oh man, I don't no, know. I would bet we'll come back to it at the end of the video. Give me some time to think. Give me some time to think. Stay tuned to the end of the video, guys. We'll yeah, Chris yeah. will give us a decision. Yeah, yeah. Give me uh, under over. That's tough. Uh, so what else did you get to today? So right, we so went to the gill vendors, and yes. neither of us had the money for the mount. No, and I'm so happy yeah, that I, I saw did. them. I, yeah. Oh yeah. People have got the mounts. This is oh, fantastic. Yeah. So uh, like, if you guys don't know, Chris has been, he went live early. He did all the spoilery stuff. Uh, and then kind of how he structured his mine. I, I went to work early, like today, like it's, it's, you know, the things have to get done and they got done. I, I was able to do a lot of good work. So I actually started playing and I streamed a little bit around 1130, focusing in on the story, doing that. Now I'm, we're going to pause spoilers. So don't worry. We'll give you plenty of warning before we dip into a spoil, any kind of thing that could be possibly spoiler. So just note that, you know, if you're checking out this video and you're kind of like, I haven't gotten to it yet. Don't worry. We'll adequately warn you. So you can kind of click out, but, uh, did the story did that dungeon and we did it as a speed run. We went into that dungeon and we just crushed it, dude. Like it was so much fun. I don't even think I've seen every mechanic that dungeon. Like, there's no way I could put a guide out on that thing because there it, it was just it was just good times to be had by all. Uh, so, uh, but focus on the story as usual. Now, I'm actually at this moment. Uh, I unlocked puppets, not puppets bunker. The the whole new uh, near raid tower of whatever. tower of you know weirdness and, and tower and of final Yorha shenanigans. Yes, exactly. Uh, and also the uh, the cloud deck. So I've actually got both of those unlocked i was just like i want to get those unlocked unfortunately sure. due to time you know i was like i was hoping to have those kind of cleared so we'll have to we'll talk about it probably in future videos in terms of like what our overall thoughts are in terms of that i can't sit down and give you please a, be recording your reactions of, of the fights i was hoping to stream i was i, I can't go live they're the, they're the best they're the best iteration of both sets of battle content oh that's great it's so, the best weapon fight so far yeah and it was the best of the near raids. Mm. And I say so far on the weapons, it's the end of that. It's, they finished so on the strongest note in both. Or sets. did they? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the final quest of the weapon series yeah. has a conclusion screen. Cool. 
So, so anyway, it ends. It is over. I probably what I'll do um, on that, in that regards well. is I'll either I'll either <laughs> I'll probably save that for my stream tomorrow. Let's just put that there. So, guys, if you haven't seen Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I take over stream at two o'clock. We kind of film some mm -hmm. our videos. Uh, so just kind of, you know, if you haven't been following, top link in the description. What's up, Workforce? Uh, <laughs> whole just more relaxed video today. So much excitement. Um, so, yeah, I focus story. Uh, I also I rearranged my uh, triple triad cards because we can have the five star, the four star, three stars. And I just, like, feel so much more powerful. Like, it just oh, feels yeah. really game great. Changer. It is a game changer. And this has me doing a couple things. So, like, immediately... Uh, five five has already kind of said, okay, what do I what do I need to do? Brian's gotten everything leveled. Well, I haven't done all the triple triad stuff. I haven't done all the blue mage stuff. Blue mage got a big update with the saving the hot bars. So when it comes down to all of that, like this is that's going to open up uh, content. I think for me to get kind of challenge. Um, also that dungeon, like I said, we crushed it, but it was really exciting. So if I was right now at the moment, it, it's going to have to take a couple more runs because right now Matoya's Relict, uh, has been just, I think the best dungeon that we've seen this entire expansion in my, in my opinion. Um, but now I'm going to, I'm going to wonder the way this, because there's that one moment, no spoiler. There's that one moment that's not even battle related that just felt epic. It just felt so epic. And the fact that the, also the dungeon's voiced, I really appreciated that aspect. It kind of gave me the, the the WoW vibes in which the it thing did. that I would say that WoW actually really impressed me with from a dungeon was just the voice acting. I was like, oh, this mm -hmm. is great because we've seen more of that. And we've been constantly asking, what are we getting when we sacrifice a dungeon? What are we getting when we sacrifice some of these bits of content? And honestly, I really appreciate the quality of this. We'll see how I feel on, on other playthroughs. Uh, when it comes down to it, I think the best kind of like there's your initial impression. And right now this is tied with Matoya's in an initial impression. Matoya over time got better. I just really, especially every time you get into that third section, it's just beautiful. I'm going to wonder if that's gonna, if this is going to have that same thing, if it takes the number one slot or not. So dungeon wise, just really impressive. Um, but that's what I've done. Like I was, it was story focused, story focused, okay. took time. And, um, yeah, so, like, why don't we jump to you now, and before we kind of start talking spoilers, because I have some serious thoughts about yeah. what we have, what we experienced. This week, we'll have, I'll have to get through the crafting stuff. The Easter event will start uh, bright and early tomorrow morning, so I'll get through that as well. Um, that's this week also. Um, so, we've, we've got a lot to do, so I think we're probably going to re-record this video a week from now, or mm -hmm. two weeks from now, whenever you kind of feel like you've done everything in 5.5 that you are going to want to do, whether or not that's everything. I'm going to try to get through the full list. Um because I've got more time. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I think story-wise, um, keeping it non-spoilery, I think this really set us up well for a part one. Um, I have a lot more questions. Um, I think it was the strongest dungeon. I think the the dungeon, the expert roulette, as we call it, the expert coin flip is the strongest it's ever been because I really like both dungeons that are in it. Uh, like I really do. The Matoya's Relict and um, the Pag Pag Paggle Fan, are the, the two best um the two best dungeons of this expansion and they in my opinion and they share a roulette where you can just run those two until you yes. realize that you hate them so you can you can do that um i think that um uh, i look forward to seeing your response to the weapon fight and mm -hmm. the alliance raid i think that the battle content this patch 
was incredibly strong for the fact that we don't have raids. Like for the fact that there was not Eden during point five, right? Because mm -hmm. it's even numbered. This was shockingly, I think of the evens as the stronger battle content. The, you know, point, point two, point, uh, point oh, point two, point four. Mm -hmm. um, I think that this, this really, this was the odds answering the evens. Like, listen up, we're going to crush this. Um, and the fact that we have more story coming, I'm really excited about. Um, the 50 million on the Gil Mount, to okay. loop back on that. Yeah. I think that I wish it'd been higher. I wish 50 had been the cheaper mount, and I wish that the second had been 100. Yeah. Um, I think 50 and 20, 50, 25 and 50, there's too many people with 75 million that'll just go drop both. Um, it would have been really nice to put it at a number where, like, the wealthy friend you had had to pick one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, well, I, and so I think maybe, it's maybe we get there. Because then maybe, for them, there's yeah. still no reason to go make Gil. Right. So I, I think giving everybody a reason to chase skill, I think really creates some economic activity. I, we need to reach out to the She Hills I Tank uh, crew because prior to, I think, 5-4, they gave away all of their stuff. At the, in the beginning of the new year, Yeah, and they so, gave away 80 million gil on stream, mm -hmm. I believe is the number. Right. And so like, I, we really need to get like, them like back a million on the podcast. They just were like right. spinning a here wheel you go, constantly. Here you go, here you they just go. gave it all away because, because their community, I guess, had... They talked about gill making enough that their community had said, well, it's easy for you because you have gill. Mm -hmm. And so I think they dropped to like 500,000 or a million or something, just enough to cover like teleports. And they yeah. said, fine, I'll prove it. And so I don't know how high they got back up to. And I don't know if as a result, ironically, they're not able to afford these mounts on day one because they gave all their money away. Yeah. four months ago uh and maybe it takes longer than that to build that up maybe it doesn't maybe they're back at 80 and they're like well yep yeah nothing um so i think it's going to do some interesting things as a patch this was a lot um the bulk of the story to get the content unlocked to get the raid the the raid the the trial and the msq just the stuff that took about three hours to do just the msq mm -hmm. the story and uh, the side stories just agreed. to get to the three unlocks yeah. so i was like oh i was kind of disappointed with how long point five is because yes i'm blasting through it a day but i think about okay well what if at various times in my life i played one or two hours a week how many weeks would this have taken me so every hour that goes by i'm like in my head i'm storing that as another week and would this have gotten me from point five to point five five which is like a six week gap so would this have gotten me over that gap there was a lot after the battle content today mm -hmm. There was a lot after the battle content. And so I will say this is definitely a meaty patch. I was um, I was live for eight and a half hours. I chatted for 30 minutes and I had a 30 minute wait to get in my Alliance raid. So that's seven and a half hours of main story and battle content exclusively mm -hmm. running each thing only once. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I think there is plenty here to get casual players to the next patch. Uh, the game is not designed for the people who consume it epic amounts. And the answer for those people that it does try to answer is, in my opinion, in the half patches. Okay. That's where we add things like Relic. That's where, and we have the new Firmament stuff. So a lot of those systems I haven't, I've only really put hands on the stuff that I think everybody will get to. So my question is, is that enough for the people that only get to that stuff? Um, is that enough for a returning player to have fun as they go through it for the first time, especially if they go through it later than us? Mm -hmm. And I think the answer is yes. I think 0.5 is a strong patch. And so I would like to, at this point, um, tell you that on the five, 
I'm going to take the over because I'd rather I'd rather us not get spammed in our email. So I'm going to take the over on the uh, more on the than, more, more than five, than five emails offering to sponsors. Unique emails, not unique offers. So if an offer hits us twice before Endwalker, that counts. So between now and Endwalker, I'm going to take the over that we get more than five emails. So on the sixth email, you owe me a million gil. Um, that is the second bet we have tied to Endwalker. Yeah. Uh, the first of which is, will we get a, um, a Game Pass tie-in? Uniquely, something unique to Game Pass. Um, so that is the second one million PC, gil bet. Game Pass uh, Xbox. If one of us loses really both of these, we're we're starting to we're starting to move. Well, a little bit honestly, of money. I would be like I would have been willing to do like a twenty five mil, but I don't have twenty five. I don't have it. Yeah, because I just been <laughs> yeah. shopping. I just been like yeah, yeah, yeah. like gil whatever. Like it's just not so, a thing. I always to my I always million. Have been hovered around five to ten, and after and then I just go shop. And, you know, always try to keep five to ten on me at any point in time. But now with the gil mounts, I'm just like yes, I am farming that gill and i've like i've already just put back into kind of my regular rotation like yeah my, my strategies of how i make how i make money because i've just ignored it i've just ignored it it the game fe fed me enough to cover all my expenses There's other things to do right and it doesn't so, do anything but now it's like oh just a little bit of extra time and it's starting to, to funnel in a couple hundred thousand uh you know every time i log the same in, way parsing like, gives you a reason to chase the gear treadmill a little bit more maybe well, not i'm full not so bits, worried about just the, a little yeah. a little bit more because so it does worried, get you a higher number. I'm not so worried about the gear treadmill because it's actually not about the number on the parse. It's about the Final Fantasy analytics that tell me. Okay. So I'm actually, my the thing I'm chasing on analytics was did I have 100% uptime on my attacks as, be, you know, as best as possible. So I keep trying to push to see if I can't get All that further green. and further green. Right. So like, hey, where, where can I improve? What can I do next time? to be even better because I think it's all about in terms of myself and this isn't me trying to shame anybody from not thinking this way, but I I've just been on this kick of, can I be the best version of the, of this uh, character that I can be? Not that I'm going to have yeah. to be number one in the world, just the best version that Brian can play. And I just, I like that. That's how I train. That's how I do. That's how I do a lot of things. Same thing for programming. Can I be the best programmer that I can be? And what skills can I learn that, yeah. that I can bring to the job and help make clients happy because you know, you know, because they're happy because they got exactly what they needed and I saved them, you know, countless hours of money. So, um, so yeah. Before anyway. I get too far off in the weeds about, because that's going to open up another topic and I'm going to share the, and we're, we're going to be 45 minutes in and I want to talk about 5.5 five today. So mm -hmm. let's move into spoiler territory. Yes. So spoilers. that brief aside, that brief aside, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. Any if, of you with headphones, speakers, spoilers. If you're running to the computer, um, you are a legend. Don't slip. <laughs> so to any of you doing dishes, hopefully you've had a chance to dry off your hands. Pause the video. Um, and Alexa, pause the video. Alexa, pause. All right. So let's move into spoiler territory here. Yes. Um, how how did you... So we knew we were going to start off with Ali Say as the quest giver. Yes. We knew the first quest name. We knew where it was going to start in the Rising Stone. So we already had a, a tendency of thinking where it was going to pick up where we left off. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, like right at the beginning, how did you feel about why people are really zombies what's going on so i thought um like that they, they were dead and they were resurrecting the dead okay like from not from the the, the holdover not, not no. sonic temper towers no 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 and that shooting out changes the fact that these towers are tempering them to a nation like a like i guess they're whatever this is tempering them in that regards to a nation rather than some 
uh, demigod or some you know version of of god of a god that these uh, that these people believe in, and in that nature, right, completely changes our understanding of what tempering is. Uh, you I know, I think it doesn't. Okay, go ahead. So I think it redefines what a primal is. I think a primal is a manifestation of an idea or of a belief. Yeah, in physical form. And that's, so, that's what and I'm, so what yeah. you're doing instead is you're now saying that nation is that manifestation of mm -hmm. that idea or belief. Yeah, it's that so nationalism. I think it is perfectly in line. Yeah, it's nationalism I think it is saying in a nationalism form. is a religion. Mm -hmm. Nationalism can have the very same fervency, the very same belief. So it does not compete with a god. It redefines it as more aligned mm -hmm. with what the definition of these godlike beings are. That they are, and it makes me wonder if there could be a manifestation of a Garlemald in some alternate universe, or if we, if that's what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. um, and the manifestation is a little less clear. These these lunar lunar primals. Um, there's going to be more well, than one. And, the, and with these lunar primals, the fact that they are subject to the will of that, they are also in a way tempered to Garlemald yes. because they're not tempering. You know, so lunar Ifrit doesn't pop out, and then to everybody's tempered to lunar Ifrit. No, 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 no. Like that is all still like a part of the the Garlemal. and the fact that they're also and we only saw the lunar effort summoned, but we heard in the story that these other towers are also summoning forth these other uh, deities, the lunar versions of these deities, and that in and of itself is insane. One of the things that we talked about, Yoshi P has talked about, is that you know I don't know if it's going to happen, but fighting the these primals out and in the open world, right? Like, what does that look like? And the reason. You know, and once that concept of tempering maybe has to change, that all of a sudden we can see that yes, Ifrit has just spawned out in the world, and we can go fight him. You know how insane yeah, would that be? Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting parallel with how religions mirror actual nations, because um, mm -hmm. many religions will, um, outside of when they absorb other religions, um, have a lot of their own iconography, mm -hmm. um, and their own iconography comes out of historical things within their own belief system. But countries tend to be representations of people who may already have a religion and oftentimes do. Mm -hmm. And so countries tend to borrow iconography. So when we look at things like flags, emblems, um, badges on military uniforms, uh, badges that represent certain uh, bodies of government, um, they tend to borrow iconography from other things. And that is a weaker version of that iconography than its original form. And so to have these primals be a manifestation of the belief of Garlemald, and it's weaker than when that was actually, when it's actually Bahamut or it's actually Afrit or it's actually Garuda, these, these lunar versions are this lesser form um, that is serving this greater, you know, group, group think. Um, and so it's, it's really interesting um, to see this form of kind of nationalism addressed within 14. Um, it's nice to get to talk about these things where I don't have to like insult a whole group of people by accident in the process because it's all an imaginary nation. So if I say I don't like Garlemald, I'm not offending anybody. Uh, and so I, I, I like that 14 ta tackles this stuff. Um, I'm bummed that our first lunar down that very same thing i'm bummed because of what it represents because of what it has a chance to teach us about how this stuff is manifested i'm bummed that we addressed it in a dungeon not a trial yeah it will be interesting to see if any of that comes back 
uh, in, in future because we do have the other half of this. We also have all of we have Endwalker. Raid series. We also we have, have all of Endwalker, yeah. you know, in, in that regards to kind of get through. So I'm very curious about that because there's some things like when we, we'll, we'll talk about near here in a second because uh, having yet run the content, I just, I'm just done with it. Like I'm just ready for this to be done. Um, and I'm hopeful that maybe this turns it around, but we'll come to that in a second. The content's um, your payoff. I will tell you that. Well, Having finished the content's it, been the, payoff the content's the, the payoff. The and there is quests the after the content. So I'm telling you, yeah. bank whatever amount of joy came out of the content because you're going to need it to carry you through the end if you feel the same way I do. Cool, cool. Um, on the lunar aspect, though, what's really cool to see, even though we're not physically seeing it, we're being told it, that being that these primals aren't tempering the people who go near them, the towers do, you know, so it's more of a tower thing, but the grain companies are being able to be dispatched uh, to take out the these summoned yeah. primals, which is something that has been, uh, that's one of the reasons why the we, we, the Icon Slayer, we, the Warrior Light, have been so protected. That's one of the reasons why with Fodolia uh, making a return, and uh, I'm going to butcher both their names, and then Armistice. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name. I, I can't. Ar Arvald or Arvald. Uh, you yeah. know, them are having, well, I, I believe, uh, are they both infused with the, the basically the, the fake echo for Dola is they're both temper resistant. Yeah, they're both temper resistant. Uh, is Arvold like was he experimented? He was on? a scion, right? So I don't know how he got his gift. Okay, you're so. talking about you're talking about priest. You're talking about story skipping, Chris. Gotcha. I, I just I couldn't remember because I knew uh, we're not we're not caught up. Fredolia, Fredolia had it inserted into her. like the the the, okay. the empire was basically running experiments to basically right. like hey how right. can we take this and put this power into our people. Uh, and then essentially on, you know, so I, I'm not sure with him chat, let me know. Um, you know, I'm definitely not the ethics of the channel in that regards, but I was just like, yeah, I know they were both temper resistant and that was exciting to see them kind of have their journey. The story in and of itself is, it was really impressive. Go ahead. You look like you I think one of the things I've struggled with is like the pixie beast tribe, the fairy beast tribe in Elmeg. Um, mm -hmm. they got a, they got a trial. That feels like plenty of a nod to them. There mm -hmm. was quests around that and all that. So for them to get a whole beast tribe, they had to have a story spun up. And we set up the sport. We spun up the story where we spent a portion of the expansion dealing with these epic, huge ramifications. Where we talk about, you know, this other version of ourselves. We talk about the distance between the shards. We have giant Heidelin and Zodiac stuff going on. We fight against like whole Asian designs. And then we have this entire beast tribe where they're like, hey. There's this kid that's not sleeping well, and if you don't deal with it, nobody will. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's meant to be a little deep in that. Of course, I'm, I'm making light of it. It's a little bit hyperbole there, but relative to the rest of Shadowbringer content, it was such a hard contrast that the scale was so out of alignment that I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I was like, you're telling me that if we had died doing any of these epic things, that this, this relatively minor thing would have just gone on and nobody else could deal with it, that you're just waiting for me, especially because I got to it late. It's like, for months, nobody's even tried to deal with this yeah. because time is weird in MMOs. It was really nice to see the grand companies step up and then say, the Scions are the last result. When mm -hmm. you get called in, there are other people attempting this and to see it addressed and not just one or two, not just you know a couple of pixies or, or adventurers, but there are, are massive things at play mm -hmm. that have gone in and there are whole stories being told. One of the things I appreciate about The Witcher is that you are viewing a single moment of a single adventure within a world. And you could come back and relive that world on the same time through someone else's eyes and get an entirely different perspective, entirely different events. 
And sometimes it feels like the Warrior of Light is such a big deal in 14 that the rest of the world is on pause when we're in it. And it's really nice when something takes place that reminds me that's not the case, mm -hmm. that there are other things going on. And just because we're not there doesn't mean the entire world is collapsing because many people are like, well, the great thing about the Warrior of Light is we choose to be the Warrior of Light. I don't think so because no one else apparently can do this. There's plenty of people that want to. We seem to be the only one that can. Mm -hmm. So I start to feel a little bit like I'm a, a god or a primal, and I don't necessarily like that. Yeah. The um, okay. So let's. Uh, I want to talk. Uh, I guess on the warrior light because like we're. I know we're not really going through the story linear in this video, but essentially one of the things that. <laughs> no. No, one of the things I thought was a real interesting question that was proposed, and it was something that you've heard me crit crit critically crit kind of stupid stutter. Um, <laughs> the uh, you've heard me say this throughout Stormblood. You know, and it was like, where is the Asian Heidelin story? Like, it was like, mm -hmm. it had been somewhat themed, and then all of a sudden we kind of go off this thing, and then all of a sudden we get called at the first, and then they start bringing it up. Well, they ask the question, when was the last time we talked to Heidelin? Now, I we had remember. some interaction with Menphilia, and it was like, holy crap, maybe there's a, somebody's blocking that communication, or maybe there's something else that's going on. We don't know, and I was so excited to see that question brought up it was so satisfying a question because if somebody is separating us from Heidelin communicating with us directly which we haven't had in a long time which is one of the things when i was talking about stormblood it was like but it kind of almost in a way makes that even better because i was wondering and i was like what's going on here i was asking those questions in the last expansion then the game if we are blocked or something else is going on. Um, the game essentially acknowledging that, acknowledging that this was a gap. It was purposeful. You know, there's some, there's a reason to why there wasn't that beat in that moment in that expansion, which felt kind of like, I didn't like that. I was like, okay, yeah, that's great. Like, okay, but what's like, I want to know more about this. So the, uh, the first uh, Shadowbringers was so much more impactful because we got back, I thought to the root of, the bigger saga that I've been been enthralled with. And then this little nod kind of says, yeah, it makes sense. I, we all have those experiences. Like, why is she quiet? May, it was We were thinking, like, maybe I was thinking it's something to deal with the first, but we've somewhat, we resolved that. Where's Heidelin? Right? That, that's, that's what I got from that question. Yeah, it also brought up an interesting question in there that made me wonder... She's the one that's given us the gift of the echo, right? Which is why we can see ground mechanics. It's why we can hear hertz. It, it is used as the universal catch-all. If something is not it's explained, yeah. it is the gift of Heidelin. She has made everything possible. If you're trying to marry anything to lore and it cannot be explained, it's a gift of the echo. If Heidelin were to be gone through some form or other, it doesn't matter how. Mm -hmm. If Heidelin were to be either permanently removed from access to us or killed or merged or if anything were to happen with the rejoining if if 6.0 results in our relationship with heidel and fundamentally changing by whatever means do we lose the gift i hope is it do. a gift that is a tie to her a constant chain mm -hmm. or is it a gift that we received and we now own yeah i hope we do honestly i would love to see well because that sets up 6.0 and endwalker in such an interesting way that this has been concluded and here's a whole new thing and then I, I still maintain, like, based off of just a recent interview, talking about how they're working on updating textures and so much more. Mm -hmm. And it's a process that they're continually doing this big work behind the scenes that doesn't have an immediate payoff. So sometimes you kind of feel hungry as a player. Like, oh, man, you know, and then all of a sudden 
in two years time, we got world visit and we got data center visit. And then, you know, what 5.58, 5.58, which essentially what we assumed, but steam dropping a, like a, an accidental oopsie (laughs) yesterday, which was exciting to read. Uh, you know, so it's like having that kind of moment, like, yeah, that, that's going to be great. Bringing the community together, bringing these tools, improving the engines themselves, improving the features of the game. And then also having a whole new, whether, I don't know, I'm just excited for Endwalker. I think if this saga in and of itself, it should hopefully conclude. But um, what does, else? Um, yeah, go ahead. Does Alpha know? So, so it seems like Alpha know, so it seems like we set up our Sage introduction, right? Because a serious, it seems like a serious loss is coming mm-hmm. and that's going to, and being told you're in the way, let the healers do their work mm-hmm. justifies the move to being a sage. Mm-hmm. He's going to have hundred percent justifies yeah. his desire to never feel so helpless. Yeah. Um, to, to say, I couldn't save him, but I can save others. Similarly, I think there were not, actually yeah. several, there were whole scenes where they talk about these unspoken heroes who die for us and without them could not defend us. And through that entire monologue, you could have swapped the word hero out for healer Uh and it would have made just as much sense. So it really set up the tone for why we're getting a sage. Um, and, and why, you know, in my mind, I think it would set up a really good Templar vibe as well. Um, why we would have this defender in the melee DPS role, somebody with a resurrect, but I don't think there wasn't anything there, but that's what it, it, for me, it, it would be this very like hindsight, of course, type moment, um, because we didn't get to see what Xenos picked up as a Exactly. Yoshi P, the freaking troll, man. Like, it's like literally like, oh, you know, it's metal. <laughs> yeah, it's something made of, of metal. Something made of metal. Um, and you, and yeah, yeah, so all think, you see is axes and everything we have in the game. So what is like, it? Every primal weapon in the game, or every relic weapon in the game? Something. It was just like it was a lot. Oh, dude, let's go! And the, I was hoping they'd show it. I was hoping they'd show it. So I think we'll see that. I think we're gonna see it in the trailer part two. You'll see what he picks up because they're gonna just talk. remove the black thing. Yeah. We heard the shing and the screen was black. All you yeah. have to do is all you have to do is show us the video clip. Yeah, but It'd be I, the I, exact same thing. I bet the finished trailer is going to have him wielding whatever this weapon is, and I I feel scythe. I can't like it didn't make a hammer. Brum, it made a, you know, like Shing. a metal. Shing. Yeah, so I, I I'm definitely in the in the camp of scythe for freaking sure. Um, the other things that stood out to me, I really enjoyed the Astenian aspect. Finally, kind of joining the Scions after many Makes attempts. Sense. He's in our, he's in well, our trust we, next and time. We already so knew he was going like, to say. Yes. I knew he was going to say yes. That kind of in a way like took a little bit of power from that moment because it's like he's going to be a part of the trust like was it going to be like no and then it gave him an opportunity to focus less on him saying yes and more on him saying why Mm -hmm. he's coming as a realist to contrast with our idealists yeah so i think i think him saying you know the world sucks and not everything works out um as a contrasting view to to it's going to be fine gives them a chance for characters to lean into the depth of one note instead of having to represent all the complexities. Makes sense. So I think there's an advantage there. Um, yeah. And it'll be a great place for them to show off new maiming gear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, for sure. like, exactly. I mean, Angry got to be a gunbreaker. Uh, so yeah. I, I think that was awesome. By the way, uh, Oh, you haven't done Sars or Willet stuff. You unlocked the trial. I've, I've got every. I'm right. I can queue for any other piece of content. And I so why can't I my gunblade look like Gaius's? Um, I don't know. Maybe a mock station later. <laughs> so that's their pattern. I want a more substantial gunblade. If somebody knows where I can get that gunblade, let me know. Um, that's what I want because yeah. mine's. I have the relic one, and it's like mm-hmm. it's like the coolest looking gun, and it's like this big. It's got to be at least three times that size. Yeah. Uh, 
I really also enjoyed, and being that I love dragons, I've kind of saved this bit for last, the Tiamat uh, story, and essentially with the, the dragons of Mercidia. Uh, the was two weeks ago doing sightseeing log. Yeah, it was amazing. Because essentially you get a lot into the, her despair, her love of Bahamut, that, the whole like regret that she has, the fact that she's semi-tempered, being obviously a powerful being, not fully tempered, but worried that running into Bahamut that she would fully succumb to being tempered to Bahamut, but we didn't know that Lunar Bahamut, you know, they can't temper, uh, you know, but then essentially freeing her, cleaning her that because the cure of tempering, and then getting that insight into what happened in Maricidia in the past where her and Bahamut and their, had their children and then the land was slowly settled and then eventually they became, and Bahamut became kind of the ruler over the disputes of the land between human uh, humankind and then eventually they turned on him and killed him and then in her grief, like that is essentially what kind of led and, and then it was just kind of trickled down from there. And I was It was like, a very one-sided version of that story. Yeah, yeah. So what I would love for 14 to do is stop telling us how things actually happened. And they do this sometimes, but I think it's a really neat opportunity to do it very explicitly, to not, to tell us her side. The people just rose up. They just mm -hmm. rose up for no reason. They just couldn't appreciate him. They were too greedy. Okay, let's hear their side of story, right? Mm -hmm. This dragon that's not even a human is telling us what to do. This oppressive dragon lord. And of course he gets to be king because we can't say anything. We're not basically immortal dragons. And so like, I would love to hear the other side of, of Maricidia. I would love to hear mm -hmm. the other side of how people came over there and how, you know, as an American, we were raised being taught manifest destiny. And then as you get older, you learn there was more than one side to history. There was another group of people who may have felt slightly differently about some of that early conquest. Um, and so like what a privileged statement to be like 20 you know hundreds of years later and be like well <laughs> what, well what, bummer. what are you gonna do uh, enjoy oklahoma so <laughs> like without getting too far off in the weeds on that like i think there are two sides to story and and the victor gets to write the one that goes in the history book mm -hmm. and so i think it is very interesting her as the survivor getting to write what she feels and it was this very like it sounded to me very well, much like Bahamut did nothing that. wrong. Well, but we've already heard in, in ways of uh, of the human side of it, the Thousand Year Dragon Song War um, between that. Now this that's is our Ish next ultimate. That's Ishgard and, and and whatnot. But essentially, what what I gathered from her telling of the story, what fills in the gaps is the Asians to me. Now this isn't like I. This is what I would call reading between the lines. The subtext behind it is that the Asians essentially continued to cons uh, conspire so the dragons and the humans were at war. Because if united, there's no way their plans would have ever succeeded. And so yeah. that's what happens. It's driving Absolutely. the factor with Ishgard. That's what when you say like the humans got mad. You know, it could have been that like Bahamut, like the Asians are over there whispering to Bahamut yep. and be like, da -da 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 -da. and then at the same time they're over whispering to the humans, going like, look at this fat dragon like who's gonna listen to this guy so essentially like i would i would have ventured to bet like it was asian influence that caused the rift i would in... love to relive those events yeah well i would echo, love maybe. to relive those events kick in echo powers maybe so yeah. i would love to relive those events is all yeah so that's that's what that gave me it gave me a part of the story that i was really intrigued and i wanted more yeah i want to go back and i want to watch that exact same time period from a different perspective with a different level of access uh -huh. um I would love to replay all of history as an Asian and mm -hmm. understand theirs. Cause we've, we've made them very like, yeah. And then they just stirred these two people up. 
okay. What else did they try? Like, we saw their plan. There were other plans. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's go see those. So I, I think that's that's in general where I'm I'm dealing with five five. Um, I would love to go over kind of the the, the stars overlit stuff with you. I'd love to talk about I think, how I you're think feeling that's gonna be your hall when it's done. I think that's gonna be a, that could be our video for tomorrow. Because I'm gonna even talk to Julie tonight and be like, "Hey, do you mind if I just go stream tonight?" Because okay. you know, like, it, yeah, yeah, and that way I can yeah. knock out the rest of this content and I can, uh, I can enjoy the battle fights and I can. So today, when this goes live, uh, so, yeah, 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 sometime this week we'll sit down and film the rest. I'd love uh, anything you plan on going hands on with. We have six weeks for you to go hands on before we talk about five, 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 five stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, Very coming true. out of FanFest, absolutely. There are uh, obviously lots to talk about. There's going to be a lot of uh, analysis that we're going to bring to this. Uh, if you guys aren't hanging out on stream, we would love it. And we continue to invite you uh, stream from 8 to 2 p.m. Central. We'd love it even if you're just over there lurking, racking up those channel points. We've got lots of uh, big plans. In fact, we've, we're just kind of talking today about some of the things that we want to bring to stream. And we do appreciate all y'all's feedback. In fact, actually one of the things that kind of where we're breaking this video up into a couple different parts it gives us the opportunity to kind of you know i can go consume y'all's comments in the comments below we can kind of bring uh themes that the community has especially as it relates to five five i've already seen chat that says it didn't feel meaty and like it didn't feel like the story was meaty and it's like i get it like I i've always felt that about Part the one. point five and it's the five 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 which essentially isn't that i don't feel it's as long as a wait has it has been in the past where before we would have five five in january and we'd have uh, five five five, or you know the point five five five, blah, 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 uh, you know in March. Like so, we would actually have a longer gap. In this case, it's really six weeks. We got the rest of April. We got and then we got May, and we're already halfway through April. So and then in May, in a month, we've got Fan Fest, and then two weeks after that, most likely the twenty fifth, we have the release of the second part of this. So there's just going to be, I think, excitement and news to be excited about and talk about. Throughout this, while we, grind, while we grind our gill, I think one of the things that I always love reading in the comments is people really enjoy these videos because they're out just kind of grinding and playing <laughs> the game and they're just kind of listening to us kind of be excited and talk about the game. So we appreciate all y'all who've lurked, who've hit subscribe, who've hit liked. Uh, so you farmers, tell us in the content comments down below what you're farming. What Say, you're farming. I am farming. Yes. insert that there let us know what you farmers are farming that'd be fantastic guys that's going to wrap it up for this video i uh, appreciate hopefully you enjoyed the extra time that we put into this and the first half and then the second half being spoilers uh but always uh, please let us know your feedback any and all is always welcome we love to hear from you that's going to wrap it up for work to game my name is brian my name is chris thanks so much for watching hopefully you have a fantastic day and we hope to see you soon but until then take care